Hey, Will. Hey, Tara. Do you want to get married? Sure. When do you want to get married? Family, friends, random people on the internet. This is Will and Tara Plan a Wedding, Episode 3. It's either been a couple of weeks or several months since Episode 2. We just wanted to give you an update on wedding venue information. Yeah. Last episode, we talked about all the venues that we talked to or looked at, and we had a huge decision to make. This is probably one of the most expensive parts of the wedding planning and also the first thing you have to do before you could do anything else. So we had to break down the pros and cons, and ultimately it came down to a decision between the Gather in downtown McKinney uh, that was the all-included, well, not all-inclusive place, but they would handle all of the catering and wedding planning for us. Um, and then the other one that we really liked was the liqueur, which mm-hmm. was outside of downtown McKinney, and that's the Brick Villa New Orleanian-style venue. Yeah. So after we made our pro and con list and talked about it extensively and stressed out about it, we decided to go with the liqueur. Yes, so we have booked that venue, and the date of the wedding is going to be on Sunday, November 4th, 2018. Yay! Yes, and we're still trying to figure out the time frames and how we want to set that up, so TBD on the actual times of the wedding and reception, but we wanted to give an update to say that we do have a venue, and we have a date, so... We will be sending out the standard save the date notifications and that type of information. But we wanted to go ahead and say, like, yes, we do have a date if you want to mark your calendar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our next step is getting our wedding party together, making sure that everyone's available for that and setting up our wedding registry. Mm-hmm. So those are the next two things we're going to be focusing on. And then catering and photography are the next two big things, which will probably take a minute. Mm-hmm. And we've been working on that already this weekend. So by the time this comes out, we may have a registry set up and we may have our wedding party confirmed and finalized. The date of the recording of this, it's been maybe three, four days since we signed the contract and booked the venue. So we're mm-hmm. still working on it at the time, but you might have more information closer to when this actually comes out. Yeah. So the next part of this episode, we are going to be doing an interview with our friends, Bajaya and Josh, who got married a couple of years ago, and they're going to share their experiences with us. Mm -hmm. So if you want to hear about that, stick around. If not, uh, this is the end of the update. Yep. We'll see you later. Bye. Hi, Tara and Will. Hi. Hey, guys. Hi. So I vaguely remember your engagement story, Bajaya. (laughs) I remember getting a message at like seven seven o'clock in the morning, and you're like, "Ah, oh my god!" Like you posted in the chat or something. How long were you guys engaged? Yeah, uh, we got engaged February of twenty fifteen. Nope, twenty sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, in Snowshoe, West Virginia, mm-hmm. where everybody wants to get engaged in West Virginia. 
but <laughs> naturally. Yeah, we were on a ski trip and he had planned. I was actually mad at him for not proposing to me at um, uh, Harry Potter World the September prior. And apparently <laughs> so his sister and mom were expecting that too, but didn't happen. But it was really good. You want to tell him <laughs> how you proposed? Um, yeah, I just, um, well, I knew I wanted to do it in front of a lot of friends. So we had a lot of friends on the trip. And I, I knew of a spot that I wanted to do it at. I had a really nice view, especially when the sun was setting. And it turns out our cabin was in an even better spot. So we changed up last minute and we had, uh, I'm not going to say an elaborate ruse, but I just told her there was a puppy down um, in the backyard of this cabin, forcing her to go outside and, and look over the rail of this deck <laughs> while the sun is setting in the you know in the background, and she's just looking for this dog frantically. Um, and, and we had everybody watching. Everybody knew it was going down except her, and, uh, and he I was, was like, behind her. Yeah, on he one was knee. on one knee for a while, and actually, one of my friends recorded the video. And in the video, he's like saying. He's not. She's not going to turn around, is she? Because I was just like, "Where is the dog?" <laughs> but I eventually turned around and I saw him, and I started crying. Yeah. So, Cute. and then we got married three times in 2016. Yeah. Oh yeah. gosh, <laughs> how was that? Worth it. Yeah, I switched jobs in June. Um, so, and my new job didn't um, offer health insurance. So we were going to get married in October anyway, so we just did a, like a little little park wedding in front of my best friend and her husband, her fiancé at that time. Fiancé at that time? I don't remember. They're married now. And another one of our friends officiated, and then we had our Nepali ceremony and our sham American ceremony in um, October. <laughs> <laughs> sham American ceremony. <laughs> well, I guess sham Nepali and American ceremony. Yeah. In October yeah. of last year. We're really uh, just getting the wheels rolling on ours, but how was it planning for three weddings? Um, well, the first one was really like we literally the weekend before were like, we should just get married. So June 2nd is our dating anniversary. Um, so we we're like, well, that's coming up. Let's just get married then. And that was just like we just went to the courthouse, got a marriage certificate and just did it at the park close to here but planning for the october one was stressful for a little bit yeah and her parents did all of the planning for the nepali wedding we just showed up they brought the clothes ah. and everything yeah they like did all the so flowers we, we really only did one yeah one wedding. it was yeah. well i still like got the house and everything but <laughs> come on so i did zero on planning for that one I've never been to a Nepali wedding. Can you kind of describe, like, what that's like? Have you seen, like, an Indian wedding? Like, a Hindu-Indian wedding? Yeah, I've seen a little bit of it. Yeah, I always describe it as an Indian wedding, but toned down. Um, so, like, if you have the wedding in Nepal, it's usually, like, three to five days long. Oh, wow. But we just did it in two hours. <laughs> it was a two-hour Sarah. It was a two-hour Hindu ceremony, so we had a priest um, who's a Bhutanese refugee that uh, I was tutoring at that time, and he came and did the whole ceremony, and 
my two of my cousins and their wives came from Nepal and they brought like all the garlands and like his clothes and my clothes and all the traditional stuff. And my mom still had has a lot of the things that they use in the religious ceremony, like the platters and the um, like the what is it called? Things that hold the lights. Yeah, I know, but what is it called in English? Anyway, the oil lamps. Okay, like she has all that. So, um, so yeah, and the priest did everything, and they told us what to do. So we just did it, and yeah, yeah. And then we had Nepali food. My dress is like, to the wedding dress for the girl is like sewn with like gold threads. So it was really heavy. Oh. So you wear a petticoat under it, and they tie it so tight because the rest of it is so heavy. Like, after the ceremony, I just needed it. I was so tired. I was worn out. I was like, I'm just going to lay down for, like, 30 minutes. But I couldn't really lay down because the hair I had that morning was the hair I was going to have for the evening. So I was just, like, gingerly resting my head on the bed. <laughs> but it, it was all in Nepali, so... We, I didn't know what was going on. Nobody that none of the guests knew what was going on. So it was, it was kind of long. <laughs> it wasn't in, it was in Sanskrit. Oh, Sanskrit. Oh, yeah. So the guy was chanting in Sanskrit. So we didn't know like what he was saying. And I was just laughing. Like at the end of the ceremony, the priest was like, well, Nepali brides usually cry at the end of the ceremony, but she's laughing. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So your American wedding, did you get a wedding planner or did you handle all of that? I handle everything except um, I got a wedding planner that was a two for one because there are two people doing it. Um, they took over six weeks out. Um, so they took over all the billings and like having to contact with the vendors and making the, I think they did like, 15 minute increment like scheduling like they did all of that and the day of the wedding they came over that morning at like i don't know seven or six in the morning set up everything for the uh, nepali wedding because we had chairs it was outside next door to our actual house and they set up all the chairs went to get the indian food that we um had catered and then went to the next venue started setting all that up because we had like all the centerpieces and chairs and everything that needed to be set up there. And they like, I got really tired getting ready for the next wedding. And I was like, can I bother you to go get me coffee? They were like, yeah, that's what you have me for. So I think that was really good that we got them. He tried to fight me on that because it was like $1,200. And he's like, we, I'll do it. I'll do it. We'll do it. And I was like, no. I'm glad we got them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but right before that, I planned the rest of it. Should okay. we plug them? <laughs> well, they live in Texas. L and uh, M detailed events in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. I think they travel all over Kentucky, but nice. they're really good. Lauren and Melissa. Yeah. Yeah. Lori and Melissa. Lori and Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Laurie. Well, with uh, each of your weddings, um, would there have been something that you would have done differently uh, looking back on it? I think we didn't get a videographer because all the other weddings I've been to, like my sisters, they've all had videographers and nobody really watches the whole video. 
But I think the only mm-hmm. thing I would do different is try to get a video, a good video of like the ceremony and um, people walking down the aisle and people partying. Because that's like you, you kind of black out while the ceremony is going on while you're walking down the island like afterwards but i would have liked to watch that from like outside of being in it but his mom actually mm-hmm. got a video of our vows on her cell phone so that was nice to watch but i think that's one thing we would have done differently like i didn't want the whole wedding and i think videographers are so expensive and that's why we didn't get it they're like stupid expensive too because i work in video production so when i see people's work i'm very critical of it and i'm like you're charging how much for that like i'm not paying you for that if i'm gonna pay you you gotta be better than what i do but it's like no i don't really think we're gonna do videography (laughs) nah i'm just not impressed we uh we talked to a potential photographer last night and it's the only one that we interviewed that had a film background. And she said that when she got started, she used to do zombie movies. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she does videography on her uh, website and everything, too. It's one of the things that she's primarily features as a product. Mm-hmm. But it was just kind of funny to hear, I, I got started in zombie movies, and I used to have this really dark look to all of my stuff. <laughs> you should get her to do a zombie movie out of your wedding. Oh, you're not cool. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I think the videographers we looked at was like three thousand to five thousand dollars, and I was like, no. Our photographer was, I think, no. Our caterer was the most expensive, but I think our photographer was second, and I was like, no. We did have a couple of our friends take GoPro cameras and take videos with that, but we haven't seen that yet. We're, we're mm-hmm. a little behind on that. Yeah. So how many people did you invite to the wedding and how many people actually showed up? Do oh you remember? Oh, my God. That was a fight with my... I I cried many a times on the phone because I didn't want to invite all the people. Nepali people are like, well, they invited me to their kid's wedding, so we have to invite them or it's going to be like an insult, blah, blah. So I had a couple of fights with my mom, but in the end, I we invited like three hundred fifty people, mm-hmm. three hundred fifty to three hundred seventy, but around like two hundred people showed up. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and I have a big family too, and I knew that a bunch of them would not show up as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our I think our venue fit like three fifty, so even if everybody had showed up, it would, we would have been fine, but catering bill would have went up significantly yeah yeah now uh josh when uh you're mentioning your family being larger and not all of them being able to show up are they all in louisville as well are they uh out of state or they're out of state they're um i'm gonna say the drive is probably about five hours for a lot of them and and i'm not real close with a lot of um a lot of my mom's side of the family so we we just didn't expect a lot of people Mm. from that side to come yeah that's funny. Like five hours is probably a couple of state lines, but in Texas, that's like nothing. Like, <laughs> that's next door. A lot of my family is eight yeah. hours south. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's interesting that uh, you saying that because most of my family's in Atlanta, and that's kind of what we're looking at: is who's actually going to be able to 
uh, get the time off to come out because it is it is a trip that they're going halfway across the country and who's going to be financially able to do that yeah. or how's yeah. it logistically going to work out and they're going to have a place to stay and everything. So. Yeah. We thought about like doing halfway, like having a a wedding in like t- uh, Tennessee somewhere because I have family in Nashville, but it it just it seemed like to research vendors and talk to vendors, it was going to be super hard. And I was just like, no, I think we're just going to have to do it in Dallas where we can like easily like talk to everybody and drive to people. Yeah. I can't imagine having to drive back and forth or travel to Tennessee every time you want to see vendors and just have one or two weekends just jam packed with doing everything and trying to make that decision. Sure. And testing cake. (laughs) <laughs> testing. You want, you want to do that in town. You want to get as many of those in as you can. Yeah, he wanted, like, even <laughs> even after we found our cake vendor, he was like, I mean, the other people don't know. Can we just keep trying cakes? Because I think there was, like, a week or two where every lunch we had for free because we were trying caterers and cake vendors. Nice. Oh. <laughs> Will is very interested in this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm interested in getting free lunches <laughs> yes. and saving money while we're planning this way. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, whenever you go to um, check out vendors, they will like kind of make you a pseudo like menu, and they'll let you mm-hmm. taste every one of them. Yeah. And it was the probably the best part. The cake tasting was good too. Yeah, I was about to ask like what 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 was your favorite part of the like this part of the wedding stuff oh the planning yeah i think the most stressful was trying to find a venue because at that time we were trying to find one where we could do the morning and the afternoon at the same time um mm-hmm. but then we ended up deciding to do them we rented a house right next door to ours so we did it in the backyard so like that took out half of the day so finding the venue was really stressful and it kind of we kind of lucked out into finding the one we found because we had gone to look at this one that was I didn't really like but then they were like, "Well, we have this other one that just opened. I think they had their like first wedding that weekend when we were looking at venues and we went to look at that venue and like fell in love with it." Um, actually fell in love with another one before that, but their catering was like exclusive with three caterers that were like ridiculous price. It was mm-hmm. crazy. It was that weirdly happened to us on our first uh, vin- vendor uh, interview. Yeah, too. I think we might have talked about it in an earlier one, but the catering in house was like three times the price of the venue. Ooh. Oh yeah, so the catering for this, the cheapest one. They we could only pick from three vendors, catering vendors, and the cheapest one was at least eleven thousand dollars. Was just like one vegetable, potatoes, salad, and grilled chicken, and house That's crazy. house wine and beer. And we were like, oh, I guess not. But I think trying all the food was my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> what phase are you all in right now? We are going to have this interview on the back of our We've Confirmed a Venue episode. We set a date. Um, So we do have a date set. Um, We do have a venue now. Um, I got the okay from our photographer that we talked to that we just need to sign paperwork and uh, fill out our contract and pay our deposit for that. So those are out of the way. We have... Most of our wedding party together. 
I think we're we're just kind of piecemealing it right now. Yeah, yeah um, that's kind of how <laughs> just, it works. Just figuring out what we can. Uh, Tara's got a checklist that she's been working off of and a timeline. So yeah. we are saying like we need to start nailing down a photographer first week in January, um, DJ, catering, yeah. get that stuff out of the way, and then we're gonna start getting the details figured out. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think when once you get your date and your venue it just feels like everything falls into place because either they can do it or they can't do it on that date and that like cuts out a whole bunch of people and then you just kind of go from there our photographer has had a lot of questions for us that we don't have answers to and like it kind of stresses me out because they're like so what's your plan for the ceremony and the reception what time are you doing these things where are you going to be doing this and like are you going to have a first look are you are you going to do down the the down the aisle and i'm just like uh <laughs> <laughs> i haven't thought about any of this that's <laughs> <laughs> good questions and sometimes even if you have those things planned it doesn't work out the way you planned it so it never does yeah. <laughs> we wa- we wanted to have our first look down the aisle, but our photographer is like, look, your ceremony is, is at six because it was in October. By the time the ceremony's over, the sun is going to be gone and we can't really great, get great pictures of the wedding party. So we have to do it mm-hmm. beforehand. And it wasn't, I was a little sad, but you know, it was still good. You just got to roll with the punches. Are you both good planners? I, I'm a producer, so I hope I am. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I just have the anxieties about things. So <laughs> I think that uh, complements Tara's producer mentality. Good. And you also have a really good eye for design. Like you don't you don't give yourself <laughs> enough credit for that. Like you you understand photography. Like you are critiquing things in photographers' portfolios that I wasn't even noticing and I went to school for that. So it's like, oh, I didn't notice that depth of field or like how they composed the shot and you were like, You see how they're doing that thing? And I was just like, Oh yeah. <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> you don't have to point it out to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. But um as as far as planning goes, I think that we that's something that we like and we like to be aware of what's going on Mm -hmm. um so this is the photographer that we went with went over the whole pros and cons of having a first look and see if it would be right for us and i kind of like that not only because of you have earlier in the day and you have better lighting for pictures and um, you have time to do all that stuff but i also don't know how i'm gonna react when i see tara in person Mm -hmm. and that's why i didn't propose in front of a bunch of people because even when I uh, told my dad about, like, he was, like, the first person I told that I was, like, I'm going to ask Tara to marry me and everything. And I was on the phone with him and, you know, just trying to fit it into a conversation going, hey, Dad, um, so anyway, I've been thinking and I'm going uh, to. He's like, what? What's going on? And I just couldn't. I was like. Ah, ah. You never told me that. I was uh, having a real hard time keeping it together. So uh, I got real emotional. So. Uh, I don't, uh, I think it would be, like, for me, that's that's good, because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't want to, like, pass out or, you know, start, start crying or something. Josh cried. Yeah, I got something in both of my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. yeah, I think, I know, Tara, you were stressed out at the beginning. You're probably still stressed out about playing the wedding, but. <laughs> yeah, I was like, have you talked to me today? <laughs> But I think 
I I was stressed out about a lot of things that I guess when you're in it, it everything like matters. But when you, I don't know, when you get down to it, like when you get to the last like two or three weeks, you're just like, ah, oh, okay, that didn't work out, but maybe we'll do something else. Hmm. I think also having like a wedding party that is reliable yes. and people you trust makes you feel so much better yeah. because my friend Katie is just every day she's just like helping me like chill mm-hmm. out about anything that's upsetting me and I'm just like yeah. yeah. And then like your uh your best man is just like ready to work. He's like let's start having meetings, mm-hmm. and start planning. And it's just kind of like I guess it's just true to the people we surround ourselves with. Like, they're just as organized as we are, and they're eager to work. Yeah. Yeah. Having people willing to help and just pitch in is really, really clutch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not like Josh. Just joking. He was helpful. Well, I'm like, I'm I'm a spreadsheet junkie, so I think my contribution was like laying things yeah, out into yeah. tables. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> oh man, it made me nervous. I had anxiety before they were like everything was just laid out neatly in a table. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had anxiety. I mean, after, well, I mean, you had ang- you were anxious. Yeah, until I could see everything, you know, side by side. And yeah, I sent work. you that um, spreadsheet. I think where we mm-hmm. he put down the vendors and we were trying to figure out like which ones to go with, which cater, which venue. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, Tara's been doing a lot of her planning on wedding wire and I work in Excel all day long. So mm-hmm. um, that's for me, I, I'm wanting to get the information. I was like, I want to put functions in this. Yep. I want to, you know, have this formatting this uh, a certain way. So yeah. I just type in one number and it takes care of it. And um, we haven't got to that point yet, but that's probably yeah. going to be coming up soon now that we're getting into financial stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but it, yeah. it's kind of funny, Super too, sad. because I have, like, this designer mentality. I want everything to look slick and clean and be able to read it a certain way versus you want it completely different. So when you try to show me stuff in Excel, I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, don't show it to me like that. <laughs> I was going to say one other thing that really helped with our budget was um, – Oh, and I actually use Wedding Wire and a Practical Wedding. I think that's oh, a Practical Wedding. Yeah. I love that. Website. But their liquor calculation is not helpful that much. I found, um, I found that people that actually work at liquor stores, if you just like that, usually supply weddings, um, they actually mm-hmm. know better about like how much. I think a Practical Wedding overestimated it. Yeah, because and and getting liquor from a store where you can take back the stuff that you don't use was awesome. Hmm. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because the lady that we got it from here, um, she was like, "Well, blood like blah, blah blah tells you to do this much, but we 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 see that." you want this much of this kind and like you can do 60 bottles of i don't know red wine or whatever probably wasn't 60 or maybe it was 60 i don't remember but yeah we took a whole bunch back and we got a a lot of money back from it nice okay well, that's good to know because i don't think we've really well i haven't read too much in the liquor stuff on yeah. a practical wedding or anything but that's that's really interesting to know that you yeah know, you can take it back not just i hope you like drinking shiner <laughs> <laughs> I know Kentucky law changed where like Costco used to do it and Costco couldn't do it anymore, but we still have some liquor stores that do it on the on the sly. 
I was just going to say, I know you guys have limited time, yeah. but do you have any advice for us at this stage? Well, live, love, and what is it? Laugh. Oh, yeah, what's another yeah. place to crap? I can... <laughs> no. Just, I guess I, like, uh, I think humor helps. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And supporting each to... other. I know each, either Tara will probably, if she hasn't already, will have like, be stressed out so much when she cries. So, like, don't mm. tell her to get over it. Just be there and listen, <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> um, that was really helpful when my, I was stressed out about my mom and Josh was just there to listen. But also, like, I know people, like I just said, it's stressful when you're in it. And then after you, it's over, you're going to, it's going to, everything's going to be fine. But I know it doesn't really help when you're actually in the situation and people are like, just, it'll be fine. Just, you know, live through, it'll be fine. But just be there for each other, support each other, and it's it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great wedding. Drink, cool. drink, lots, I don't <laughs> Drink LaCroix. <laughs> drink LaCroix, as you're both doing right now. Do you have any advice for them, man? I think you covered it. I think it Aww. would, another piece of advice is um, you should plan a Monster Hearts <laughs> campaign. I think that would really help you. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I cannot wait till I get to a point where all of the major stuff is done. Yes. And I can just kind of start bringing that back in because I just, I kind of feel, I mean, there's obviously a lot of creative stuff involved in wedding planning which i enjoy but it's not the same as working on a campaign and working on a podcast like that's really where i enjoy it the most so a lot of our time right now has been eaten up on the weekends by dance lessons and interviewing vendors and interviewing photographers and so we're getting to the point where we're saying we can't just like sit around and watch movies and you know like binge watch netflix all weekend we have to you know get things going and do stuff but i don't um... wanna <laughs> <laughs> no playing video games for hours yeah hmm. <laughs> why are you so mean <laughs> Well, cool. Thank you guys so much for talking to us. This makes me feel mm-hmm. a lot better. Yeah, definitely. Thank You're you for welcome. having us. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, it was nice meeting you, Josh. Yeah. Tara, Will. Well, good luck to you. <laughs> thank, yes, you. thank you. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.